so I, you know, I just barely started doing it. And then, you know, what happened in March, the, the whole world shut down, so to speak with COVID. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, welcome back. It is Sarah Larby and you are listening to Where Should I Invest? I've got a great podcast episode for you today. And if you do enjoy these podcasts, don't forget to leave a rating and review. We are going to be talking about apartment syndication. We're going to talk about how, how to raise money from other high income earners. And we're going to be talking about raising capital, networking, and how to get rid of debt with Jeff Anzalone, who is a periodontist and he got started investing in real estate, doing apartment syndications, raising capital. He's also a financial blogger and he invests in Louisiana in the southeast of the USA. Um, and this was quite interesting because, you know, not only is he a physician, but he talks about apartment syndication, raising capital, uh, and doing this much more passively, and how he got rid of a ton of debts very quickly with the strategy that he did. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And don't forget, if you are looking for more coaching, more information, check out sarahlarby.com. There is the Burr Freedom Community happening right now. And uh, that is available for you to join at any time. Check out the Burr Freedom Community on the website. And now let's bring in Jeff to the show. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Sarah. Thanks uh, for having me here. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Me too. So for people wondering who you are and what you do with real estate investing, can you give us an overview of, uh, of how you got to where you are today? I know that's a very loaded question, but we'll start from uh, probably just you know a 30,000 foot overview. Uh, I'm actually a, a full-time periodontist. I practice down here in Louisiana and I stumbled into real estate because a few years ago we were snow skiing and had a little accident. I, I fell on my right wrist. I had like a kid dart in front of me and I kind of swerved to avoid killing both him and me. And when I fell, that was the first time that, that I started asking myself questions. What if I wasn't able to provide for my, my family and work? Because, you know, I kind of need my, I kind of need my hands and the, uh, that was the first time I've, I've really ever thought about that because my whole family's, you know, what, what they rely on is my only one source of income, active income at that time. And that, that sparked me to start thinking about looking for, I didn't want a second job, but that started to spark me to, to look around for other uh, sources of income and uh, eventually got into real estate. Very cool. So, so how long ago was that? Um, the skiing accident was probably five to six years ago, roughly Okay. in Colorado. And then as, as we didn't want a second, as that I didn't want a second job, the, that, but the only thing that I thought that real estate was, was actually buying property and being my own landlord. And I was like, well, you know, that's, that's not for me. That's not going to happen. But luckily I found some other avenues like crowdfunding. I uh, started doing that a little bit, uh, um, 
didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just, you know, going online and doing stuff. And, you know, some of those, they worked out pretty well. And then I decided to, to step it up with a website that is actually gone under now, but Realty Shares. I don't know if you remember that website or not, but <clears throat> it, it was bought out, it was taken over by somebody else. But I um, invested in an apartment syndication in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and unfortunately every investor in that lost their money and that that really made me take a step back to hey i I didn't know what i was doing then because i was i was relying on the website to to basically you know that they you know they were pitching hey you know we we get pitched deals all the time we're only putting the best deals on our website so i was relying and trusting them that they were doing that, which lo and behold, they, you know, there's hardly any filter probably, as you know, right. but, um, and I, so the only thing, two things I would look at was the returns and what the place looked like, how good the pictures look. That was it. So mm-hmm. it was totally my fault for investing like that. So that, that made me really start learning this stuff a lot better. And, um, now, I, you know, I actively blog about it, just share my personal experience. So, okay. So it sounds like you're a little bit more passive, but just for, for everybody to get on the same page, what is your strategy then exactly for, for what you're doing today? Well, for, for what I'm doing is, is mainly, well, it's hundred percent passive just because, you know, most of the people that I associate with are, are busy professionals, you know, other doctors and attorneys and that sort of thing. So we, we just don't have have the time. Um, at this point while we're working to, to do anything active. Okay. So, so you mentioned crowdfunding and I, I know the U S and, and Canada work quite differently, right? So can you explain what that is? So crowdfunding is basically where you, you know, there, there's several websites out there and you can <clears throat> invest in a deal. You could, you know, let's say like, like that apartment complex. Well, people can put small amounts of money and beca- and have like a little share of that. It's kind of like, you know, people do the Kickstarter, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's in Canada or not to where you can, if somebody's coming up with a business or an idea, you can invest a little bit of that and money and you, and you become kind of an owner, kind of like, I guess kind of like buying a stock in, in a company, you become like a small owner of that company. Yeah. I mean, so we, we do it with like, like you said, like businesses and companies. I don't think it's as uh, prevalence in Canada as it is in the U S just, you know, and, and crowdfunding where you're going on a website and you're saying, Hmm, I like this property. I'm going to donate or not donate, but invest 10 grand of my money. Um, you know, it's more like rates, uh, that we do here when, you know, as, uh, as options more so than the crowdfunding piece, but it is quite interesting. So are you then investing your money you know, in a, a crowdfunding opportunity, or are you creating that opportunity for others? Walk us through that. Well, what I'm doing now is I'm actively looking for, uh, you know, operators, sponsors of deals that, uh, and, and most of them are doing multifamily in the U.S., but um, that's one of the things that I really changed. So instead of investing my money with a website, I'm like investing my money with like real people now. So I have a a pretty good process that I go through, you know, for instance, um, I met with a group last year. Uh, He was actually an ER doctor, um, Dr. Tom Black, Nepali Capital. 
he reached out to me, saw my website, he liked what I was doing. So he wanted, wanted to know if, you know, if, if he could basically sort of get with me to, you know, because I was already educating physicians and dentists and that sort of thing and high income earners. So he, he basically just wanted to expand, expand the platform. So, you know, I'm out there educating people. So if people want to invest, like I had a call this morning with the thoracic surgeon up in Indianapolis, you know, he saw my website, he was interested. So he's like, well, okay, I want to do this, but where do I go? Who do I invest with? So what I'm doing right now is I'm actively looking for, and his group is one of them, people that actually, you know, find these deals, they put them together, they manage the property, people that I trust. So I, I, uh, I went a whole year meeting with them. I go walk property with them face to face. And then I just invested with them uh, last month. It was a, a property in Savannah, Georgia. So people that I personally invest with, that I trust, then what I do is I share that investment with, uh, with a, you know, on my email list on my website. So, you know, they kind of know what I'm investing in. All right. So you're going ahead. You're saying, I'm going to find the right team of people. I'm going to find the right, you know, or, or I'm going to trust that they're going to find the right deals for me. And then you're investing your money, I guess, a little bit more passively having them, you know, manage the renos, manage the tenants, all that stuff. Is that, is that correct? Yep. That's, that's correct. They have uh, most of these operators, they'll have their own management team that, you know, really no matter where they are or where, where they're buying property, you know, they can, and train people there to, to do it in-house. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, I just want to take a moment and interrupt the podcast to introduce you to my mortgage broker, Dahlia Barsoom, and her team at Streetwise Mortgages. Because everything around us is changing, the world as we know it is not going to be the same. COVID-19, the economic crisis is a time of uncertainty for many of us. And the lending and real estate landscape, they're changing quite rapidly day by day. Today's financing and investment decisions are going to be different than the ones that we made yesterday. Dahlia and her team are going to be able to help us maneuver through all of this. They're property investors themselves, so they've worked with thousands of real estate investors across Ontario, and they have their pulse and their finger on what's happening around us in real time from a real estate financing and investments point of view. Her team of advisors are committed to helping us keep informed and get that up-to-date information. And they're also going to be able to help us navigate through this crisis to also mitigate and minimize any financial distress during this whole transition, and also help us emerge out of this in a strong financial position so that we can leverage ourselves for some great opportunities that are going to be coming to us. They've been able to help many investors in times like this by really planning out your plan for the good, but also for the bad, because these circumstances that are happening are going to be very individual for all of us. And they're going to help navigate three key parts, financial stability, financial agility, and opportunity, and help you manage through those three things. When it comes to stability, how can you enhance your reserves and your liquidity to weather the storm? You're going to have a different plan, so it's important to get that individualized plan. How can you utilize mortgage payment deferrals? Should you? Should you not? Why or why not? 
any debt restructuring opportunities. Those are all things that Dahlia and her team can help you work with. Now, when it comes to financial agility, there's some things that you might want to talk about are how do you make some improvements to your monthly budget so that you can increase your cash flow? Are there any financing tools that you can use to cover some short-term cash flow deficits? When it comes to opportunity, there's going to be some great opportunity that's going to come out of this. How can you set yourself up for success? So her and her team are going to be able to help you maneuver through these things and create a plan, not only for the good times, but also in times like this, so that you can handle the storm and come out ahead. Feel free to reach out to Dahlia and her team at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to her website, streetwisemortgages.com. And now back to the show. Okay, so essentially you're investing your money and you want to share with other physicians or other high net worth individuals, like here's what I'm doing in addition to working as a physician to, you know, help with should something happen, you you can't use, you know, your body, you can't use your mind or you can't work for whatever reason just to have that, that backup. So are you also raising money from them or are you, is it more on a, on a coaching basis? Um, that, that's a good question. Actually, this, uh, this year was, is the first time that I've actually, and I didn't even, I mean, literally a year ago, I didn't even know what raising money for other people was. And, and I started to learn about it. So in March this year, I, early March, late February, I started, you know, um, had a group that said, Hey, you want to try to, you know, help us out with this raise. And I said, well, I've never done it before. I'll try it. So I, you know, I was just barely started doing it. And then, you know, what happened in March, the the whole world shut down, so to speak with COVID. So that, that kind of threw a, a kink in everything. And, you know, people started, you know, pulling out and, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen, which is right, rightly so. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I can count that as my first, um, attempt at, at doing this, but it, it didn't, you know, it didn't really pan out that well. And then this past last month was really kind of my first official raise where um, I've got a separate um, site. I have a separate uh, group on my website that I call the passive investor circle. That's just for people that are, that are really more interested in this. They're accredited investors. They want to, you know, they want to know what I'm investing with. So, I basically just emailed the people on that list um, last month. And, and that was kind of my first official raise for that Savannah property. Okay. Awesome. So they trust you because you're doing it. You're putting your own money in there, your physician, their physicians, you kind of have some stuff in common in terms of, you know, not a lot of time and you want to ensure that uh, your money makes money. So, so give us an example of something that you've invested in the past and like, you know, roughly like, what it cost you and, and the return on, on, uh, that project. Yeah. The, the, the majority of the properties that I've invested in are multifamily, uh, you know, their apartments. I, I like, you know, I live in Louisiana, so I like to invest in areas of the country that I know about and that most of the property, well, actually all the property that I invest in is in the Southeast U S uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, um, North and South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Florida. So really strong growth areas that, um, that we're talking already cash flow and properties that have been cash flowing for, you know, years, These mainly class B, B plus properties. So, you know, real stable. And I think that was a, that was a kind of a big, it still is a big drawback right now when people 
are asking about, you know, Hey, with all this COVID going on is, you know, what do you think about real estate? Do you think people are going to you know quit paying their rent and all that? And it just, you know, the, the key is, as you know, with passive real estate is finding, you know, people think it's about finding the deal and it's about finding the, uh, the wrong, that's the wrong question. The, the right question is, you know, how do you find the right sponsor? So if you find the right sponsor or operator, they're going to know the best areas to invest in you know, so they're going to know the best deals to do, how to manage it. So in all my investments that I'm personally in, I had, I did not have any of them stop paying this year, you know, due to COVID. I did have a couple of them go from monthly distributions to quarterly distributions, but they're still paying. So again, I think that's, that's the strength of, of the operator. But um, the, the minimum investments of the ones that I've personally been in are $50,000, which is, which is pretty standard here in the U S for that. So, um, and most of them are anywhere from a, that I'm in are a four to six year hold. So, you know, they'll, they'll buy a property, they'll, they'll start to renovate them, remodel them, gradually raise the rents. And, you know, whenever we get our distributions, that depreciation will offset that, uh, income. So basically we're getting the distributions, uh, tax free, which is, you know, really a lot of these high income people, including myself, that you know, just get hammered with taxes really like that idea. And then once it sells the, you know, we split the profit with the operator, but we, we do have to pay capital gains taxes whenever it sells. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors and Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome Dylan and thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the, the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Right. Okay. So you get an equity portion as well as a you know payments portion, whether it's monthly or quarterly. Correct. Okay. So 
so I want to go back a little bit and talk about how, so, I mean, it, it is an interesting concept, like for, for people that want to be hands-off, essentially, I would just say definitely do your due diligence. You know, like you have a perfect example, Jeff, in the beginning where you mentioned that, that building that everybody that invested in that building just unfortunately lost money and, and that can happen, right? So there's risks, there's pros and cons to every single strategy. So re- research and then do extra research on who it is that you're giving your money to. Because I'll tell you, like even in Canada, there's some people that, you know, they you, you get a bad reputation and unfortunately some people lost money on dr- certain deals. And we know, and I'm not going to name names, but we know some of those people that started raising funds and unfortunately it didn't go so well, right? And, and that is unfortunate because it's very easy to ruin your brand and your reputation. So I want to talk though about how you eliminated essentially $300,000 US dollars of student loan debt. Um, and uh, is, it, is it using the strategy and how did you do it? So when, when I um, was getting ready to finish up my training, uh, we, we had about 300, I had about 300,000 in student loan debt but I really wasn't too much concerned with it because I was joining a group practice here in my hometown and, you know, I was going to make, you know, pretty decent money. So, you know, I guess it's kind of like if you're in college and you're an athlete and you've got a bunch of debt, but you're going to be a professional, you know, football player or something. Well, Hey, it's not a big deal. You know, I'll be able to afford it. I'm, I don't make that kind of money like a professional athlete, but, uh, but anyway, so two weeks before I uh, finished my training, the, the deal fell through. So, you know, we had all this debt. We had a two-month-old. We had already bought our home. And, you know, this was before the 08 real estate crash. So literally behind a home back then, I called a banker that I knew. And I said, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm joining this group, but my wife likes this house. How can we get it? Oh, I know that group. I'll take care of it. Just do it interest only. And just sign. it was like literally like one piece of paper. I mean, it was like nothing. So we had like this interest only uh, mortgage on this house and I didn't have a, you know, they don't, they don't teach you in medical school and dental school. They don't teach you how to run a practice or start a business, which when you really think about it, that's really scary. That's kind of important to know, mm-hmm. but um, they don't, they don't in law school or I don't know if they, if it's like that in Canada or not, but they just, they just, uh, you know, leave that part out. So I had to start networking with people and sort of teach me. And actually I started going back to what I used to do in high school and college and mow yards. So I was probably the most educated uh, yard man probably ever in the, <laughs> in the U S at that time. But you know, you, when, you know, when you're, when you're that far in debt, you got to do what you can for your family, you know? So um, I, at that time was a very big Dave Ramsey follower. I'm, I don't know if y'all are familiar with him very much in Canada, but um, I, I just, I followed his strategies. You know, we started off with the, the smallest debt, paid it off and then rolled it over to the next one, you know, the debt snowball. And after about seven, seven and a half years of doing that and building my practice at the same time, you know, we were able to, to erase that debt. So it was, it was a good feeling. Very cool. Awesome. And I, and I will also add, cause you're talking about going to like an actual bank and getting like an interest only payments plan. I mean, that's like hard money for us or private money. Right. So like, and the, and the banking system is so different, but I do want to take a moment to, to mention it because I do have a lot of Canadian listeners and also, you know, potentially some 
some US ones as well. But in Canada, the banks are, are much more strict and reserved as well. Like we have like six big banks, that's it nationwide. Those are the banks and there's trust companies and there's credit unions, but they're really regulated. So to go to a bank, I mean, if you're going to buy an investment property, as an example, or something to live in, you can put, if you're going to live in it, you can put five or 10% down or 20%. If it's an investment, we have to put 20% down if you're not living in it, but then it's going to be interest and principal payments. So that is pretty cool that you were able to get an interest only loan payment for that time frame, and, and that helped you out. I will say, you know, it's not impossible in Canada. It, it just will not be with banks. So we just have to work with private lenders or that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this was actually like a, a local bank. So it wasn't a really big bank. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went to high school with, with the guy's dad that was the banker. So he knew <laughs> me, it was like a, a good old boys network. So, um, which, you know, you probably can't do that now, but you, you know, I live in Louisiana, so, you know, we, you may, we may be able to pull it off, but I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, you know, in a way, I, I think that that contributed to the downturn in 08 and 09, right, is there's just a lot of independent banks and a lot of different practices that were kind of, you know, decided by that specific bank. So it's, yeah. uh, it's interesting. So for us in Canada in 08 and 09, like, you know, we felt it, but it was definitely not the same at the same extent as you guys, which is, which is quite interesting, right? So like there's pros and cons of investing in both markets, but you know, there's more flexibility, I guess, in the U S for you guys too. like, just curious, like how much is, I don't know if you know this, but you know how much you can get away with in terms of a down payment in the U S for investment properties? Uh, well, the, this, this, the quote, the standard is 20%, but I, I have heard it. I've got a patient that, that <laughs> he wheels and deals with these banks and he owns like 80 something units of apartments in my area. And, you know, he'll call a bank and, and then he'll call another, Hey, this guy's giving me this and this, and he can get it down to 5%. He told me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I've heard too. Like I, and, and I think if you're in the like military or something, you can get away with like a 2.5% as well. And then, but 5% I've seen it is common too. Cause when I speak to Americans and they like, we talk about this, they are shocked that we have to do 20% down for all the investment properties, but you know, it is what it is. Different countries, different rules, different regulations. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to ask you a different question uh, just in terms of, you know, obviously your job and, and you've got a family, you've got, you know, a lot of balls that you're juggling in the air, you know, when, and when you looked at, the strategy. Do you, do you still think that passive income um, was the best strategy for you? And if so, why? I think it's important if you're married and even if you're not married to, to sit down and write out your goals and write out what you're wanting. Cause you know, I'll have investor calls and, and I'll say, well, why do you want to get in real estate? Well, I, I just want some passive income and, and that's about it. So there's, there's nothing else so you, you kind of got to have to have to have a why, you know, start with your why, a Simon Sonic book to, to really keep you motivated, so to speak. So when we sat down, you know, we said, well, we, we were only relying on one income source, but we want multiple income sources. How are we going to get that? Well, it looks like real estate's our, our best thing is what a lot of people are in. But we also, and, and our kids still live, live at home, you know, they're teenagers, we, but we also wanted to spend more time with them, you know, travel, that sort of thing. I didn't want a second job. And, you know, looking at if I were to buy my own investment property, 
you know, either I was going to have to, you know, be part of it or my wife. And we just didn't, we just, at this time, you know, I'm not saying that when our kids go off to college, I, I won't buy some my own and I, I probably will. I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to doing that at one point, but, but for us and for our goals, um, passive was the best strategy uh, for us. So I think that you should start with your, you know, setting up exactly what you're wanting, your goals, and then that's going to guide you, you know, down your path to get with you what you want. Yeah. All right. So some great points for sure. Can you share like just out of curiosity, like how many hours a week, you know, you, you work just so we all have an idea of, you know, when, when you're so busy and you're juggling balls, like, you know, what does that even look like? What's your schedule as a physician? I practice uh, Monday through Thursday. I usually get to the office around seven and leave around three thirty or four, um, straight through. And then on, on Fridays are, are the time that I, I work on my, my real estate business, my blog. And, and, um, and, and I kind of do that a little bit Monday through Thursday as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of doing all that, but I always made it a point that whenever I leave here, at, you know, three thirty or four, then that's family time. I, I don't want to carry anything else at home. And, and I've, I've stuck with that. And that's, that's really helped helped out a lot. Um, you know, being able to, to be there for my kids and watch them grow up, you know, cause, um, you know, for, for your listeners that have kids, I mean, they're, they're literally gone in the blink of an eye. It's, it's scary how quick it goes, but, um, that that's what we wanted to do. So it sounds like you're, you're able to have the, li- like a lifestyle, right? Cause you know, like you're not working a hundred hours a week. You're, it sounds like it's fairly balanced, even though you've got you know, the, the job with the physician and at the hospital, you're able to spend the time with the family and you're able to do all of that stuff. Like, was it always this way or has it just recently been because of the passive income that you've, you've regained a bit of that lifestyle style ability? I think, I think it's a little bit different for me being a dental specialist and having, being my, being a practice owner, you know, I, I don't, you know, I can do whatever I want. So that, so when I started my practice, that's, that's how I wanted to do it. Um, unfortunately, most of the, the dentists and physicians that get out now, um, they, they can't do that. You know, it's, it, they're, they're in such high debt when they get out and to go and open a practice, it, it would just, it would just be too much money. So they join a group, they join a hospital, they, you know, they join another practice. So they're at the mercy of, you know, what they're doing is, and it's typically, and I, and I talk to people all the time, you know, it's typically Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, you know, they're taking call a lot. So they're working a lot of hours and which unfortunately is leading a lot to what's called doctor uh, burnout. Hmm. And they're just getting, they're, they're having, you know, with insurance regulations and um, that change every year and uh, they get lower and lower you had to do more paperwork. So you actually have to work more each year to make about the same or a little bit less than you were making the previous year. And that just wears on people, you know, and with, with taxes and, you know, as a high income earner, um, I don't know how it is in Canada, but in the U S you know, we have like this big target on our chest, like, Hey, there's a, there's a sucker right there. So we get pitched deals, you know, for stuff all the time. And I, people tell me about these deals that they're investing in. I'm just like, man, you don't have a clue what you're getting into. And, and it was like me, you know, with that Tulsa deal, I didn't have a clue what I was getting into and I, and I got what was coming to me. So, you know, the reason I started my, 
blog, uh, debtfreedr.com is to kind of help people not, you know, make a lot of the mistakes that I've made or, um, don't make the, some of the mistakes that I would have made in the future. Yeah, absolutely. That that's really good insight. I mean, you know, it is important. Every strategy has, you know, some some good and some bad and some pros and cons and and mistakes that can easily be avoided provided that you know you you learn about it and you learn about what can go wrong or or find, you know, as much resources and education as you can on that topic. So, it's uh, it is interesting. I mean, in terms of of, you know, how I also do passive income, uh, here in Canada is I actually loan out my money on mortgages, um, individual, you know, people, and they actually go to, uh, trust companies. There's three trust companies in Canada that will do this with, uh, with registered funds, or you could do it where it's more passive community trust, Olympia trust. Um, and then there's one out, uh, West, I think it's Western trust. And, uh, you know, that, that is like, a big thing that we do over here in terms of, of, uh, investing. And then there's also like REITs and there's also like, you know, different, uh, projects that you can invest in at. I don't know if it's as expand, expansive as obviously you guys out in the U S. So do you know, like, have you talked to any Canadians looking at, you know, purchasing these deals in the U S yet? I do talk to, I do talk to Canadian investors, um, quite a bit, but, um, some of, this kind of depends on the operator or the sponsor that you work with. Some of them will allow outside, you know, the U S investors, some of them don't. So it just depends on who you work with. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to know too. Awesome. Jeff, thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing your insights. The next part of the podcast is our lightning round. So I'm going to ask you a series of five questions. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready to play? I think so. <laughs> This week's lightning round is brought to you by Complete Properties. If you need a great property manager to help you in the Niagara, Hamilton, and Burlington markets, reach out to Margaret Cameron at 905-920-7886. She can also be reached at margaret at completepminc.com via email or the website completepropertiesinc.com. All right, question number one. What is your favorite real estate investing book? I have to turn around and look on my shelf. I have so many of them. Actually, it's, it's a, it's not a real estate investing book, but it's, it helped me to, to, to get into real estate. It's the one thing. And that allows me to focus constantly focus. There's so much going on with my life, but what's the one thing that I need to be focusing on. So that's really helped me guide me down my path. Awesome. That's by Gary Keller. Yep. All right. Question number two. I don't know if you're a podcast listener, but if you are, do you have a favorite podcast? I like, uh, yeah, I'm a very big uh, podcast listener. Um, I like two of them. I like Get Rich Education, and um, that's Keith Weinholt. And I like The Wealth Ability Show, which is Tom Wheelwright, which is works with Robert Kiyosaki. All right, very cool. Number three, aside from work and real estate, what do you do for fun? We love to travel with our kids. Uh, we, we all play tennis and like to lift weights and stay active. All right. Very cool. Number four, if you lost all of your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? Well, I have, I've got a skill, you know, that, that I was trained in. So I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. So I would start to build up my practice again 
um, know what I know, and then um, funnel anything that was left over into real estate. All right. Awesome. And last question, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend they spend it? I guess it depends on what they're looking for, but if they're looking for to invest it, um, I love real estate syndications. Um, you know, that's, that's typically what we invest in. But, um, again, like I was telling you earlier, you know, set your goals early on and that'll guide you through the process. Absolutely. So Jeff, where can my listeners reach out and find out more about you? Yeah, they can go to my website, debtfreedr.com. And if they go to debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide, there's a, I put together like a little passive income guide on there that how I got started and the, the basics of it. All right. Very cool. Any final last words of advice? You know, like I said, with, with setting your goals early on is going to really help you because you're, you're going to get pitched stuff. You're going to, you're going to get sidetracked. Life's going to happen. You're going to have, you know, unfortunately issues that, that are going to come up. But if you just set those goals and, and whether you have to put them on the wall or whatever, that you review them all the time and it's constantly in your mind, that will lead you to success. Awesome. Thanks very much, Jeff. And uh, great advice, great insights. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Sarah. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons. And at the time, they all seemed very valid. But as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away. And eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked, and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.